The Eleusinian Mysteries and the Bee by Julie Sanchez Perotti. The 5th century BCE Greek historian Herodotus relates the importance of bees in ancient Greece, pointing out that the honey of neighboring countries was made using fruit, while the honey of the Greeks was produced by bees. The significance of this difference lies in that to the Greeks of that time period, bees were considered to be divine insects and were revered in their myths and rituals. Among the most celebrated of these myths was the story of the fertility goddess Demeter and her daughter Persephone. Demeter restores her gift of fruit and grain to the earth, but she also gives a greater gift to humans, the mysteries. The Eleusinian mysteries were an initiatory tradition that played an important role in the lives of those who experienced it. In these rites, the initiates, known as mustai, were led on a procession towards Eleusis by the priests and priestesses of Demeter. This was a symbolic initiatic journey in which they purified themselves in preparation to ceremonially return Persephone from the underworld and take part in other sacred acts. As in the wider Greek culture, the bee symbolized divine concepts of life and death. So in the mysteries and other traditions, it took on the connotation of initiatic death and rebirth, that is, of personal regeneration and transformation. As a fertility goddess, Demeter brought life to plants and crops, just as bees do. Her mother was Rhea, the daughter of Gaia, goddess of the earth. In the myth, the underworld god Hades desires to marry Persephone. He seeks and is granted permission for the union from her father, Zeus. Then, while Persephone wandered with her friends, the nymphs, in the earthly fields, gathering flowers, Hades arrives on a golden chariot, snatches her up, and rides back down with her into the underworld. When Demeter cannot find her daughter, she discovers what has occurred, all without her permission, and becomes furious with the gods and goddesses for allowing it. After all, the ultimate implication of the marriage to Hades was that Persephone would dwell forever in the underworld. So Demeter disassociates herself from the divine world, and in her wrath and grief even stops nurturing the plants of the earth with devastating effects for humanity. In hopes of restoring the natural order of life, Zeus convinces Hades to release Persephone from the underworld. However, before Hades lets Persephone go, he feeds her a honeyed pomegranate seed, magically binding her to the underworld. Thus, she would ever after return to the underworld for one-third of the year, considered to be the winter and barren months. The myth of Demeter is similar to an older Indo-European myth about a mother goddess named Ha'ana Ha'ana and her bee. The myth is preserved in fragments of ancient Hittite text and concerns a vegetation god named Telepinu, who has disappeared and taken all of life with him. While he is missing, fires are extinguished, grain is fallow, springs run dry, 
and humanity and the gods alike are doomed to perish. So the gods try to find Telepino in hopes of restoring life. The sun god sends out an eagle, but it cannot find Telepino. Then the storm god fails in another attempt. Finally, the mother goddess, Ha'ana Ha'ana, sends out her bee. The bee finds Telepinu lying asleep in a meadow and stings him. Upon being awakened in this manner, Telepinu is furious, and in his rage, he floods rivers and causes earthquakes. By doing so, the bee caused Telepinu's presence to be felt on earth, again restoring life to a natural state. The agricultural aspect of the Eleusinian mysteries can be found in the rebirth of newly sprouting seeds from old grain that has been cast upon the earth for seeds. Eleusis is a site where it is said the first grain was planted, and the rites took place every year during the harvest months of September and early October. In the Greek myth, it is Rhea, the mother goddess, who convinces Demeter to cause seed to grow beneath the earth again and restore life to earth. Persephone is a symbol of the seed that must go into the earth and with a seeming death give birth to new generation. Guarding the outer entrance of the sacred precinct of Eleusis stood the temple of the goddess Artemis. When the Mustai arrived, they rested outside the temple walls and paid their reverence to the goddess. Artemis is an Indo-European goddess of life and fertility who survived in ancient Greek culture as a moon goddess. Artemis was highly associated with bees, as beekeeping and agriculture were very ancient and vital crafts in Western Asia and Crete. Many artifacts depicting small metal bees have been found in places where Artemis was worshipped. Phoenician historian Porphyry states that Ancient Greeks referred to Artemis by the name Bee, and that the soul was conceived as coming down from her in the form of bees. Perhaps the connection between Artemis and the Bee resulted in the adoption of bees as symbolic creatures of the underworld. Consistent with this, classicist A.B. Cook held that the metal bees were votive sacrifices symbolizing the divine soul. Persephone's nickname among the ancient Greeks was Melitodes, or the honey-eyed one, and the priestesses of Persephone and Demeter were known as Melissae, or bees. There is evidence that an exalted priestess of Demeter lived at Eleusis in a dwelling known as the Sacred House. She served for life, and the years at Eleusis were dated by her name. In the sacred plays at Eleusis, the priestess of Demeter played the roles of Demeter and Persephone. There is an ancient myth from Corinth that tells of an elderly priestess of Demeter named Melissa, or B, who was initiated into the mysteries by the goddess herself. Other women pressed her for secrets, but she steadfastly refused. These women became so infuriated by her secrecy that they murdered her. This enraged Demeter, who punished the women with plagues and caused bees to fly out of Melissa's body, symbolizing the soul. Besides the temple of Artemis, there was found a sacrificial hearth, where initiates would leave presents for the Thoian deities, the gods and goddesses of the underworld.
There were other priestesses at Eleusis whose duties are not completely known. However, a document has survived from one of them and describes her duty as a torchbearer who stood guard near the doors of Demeter and Persephone. There were also priestesses known as Pangeas, or holy ones, who were allowed to touch the sacred temple objects, known as Hyria, and likely traveled with them during the procession. The next action of the initiates was to cross through the pylon and enter the temple complex. The Mustai would explore the grounds where they would discover a temple to Hades erected inside a cave. To the ancient Greeks, a cave was seen as a gateway into the divine world. They dedicated their caves to the gods and goddesses long before temples were erected to them. Caves were also commonly dedicated to nymphs, especially to the water nymphs, such as the nymphs Persephone was with when she was abducted into the underworld. It is thought that the home of these water nymphs was the primordial waters of the cave, and that they watched over the death and regeneration of souls. The water nymphs are sometimes called bees, since bees were seen as fresh incarnations of the soul. Wild bees lived mostly under stones, in the clefts of rocks and caves, and within hollowed-out trees. Porphyry states, All souls, however, proceeding into generation, are not simply called bees, but those who will live justly and who, after having performed such things, are acceptable to the gods, will again return to their kindred stars. For this insect loves to return to the place from whence it first came, and is eminently just and sober. Therefore, we must admit that honeycombs and bees are appropriate and common symbols of the aquatic nymphs and of souls that are married, as it were, to the humid and fluctuating nature of generation. The fact that ancient Greeks used honey in their rituals, most likely as a survival from primitive society when wine was unknown. Honey was a constant ingredient in libations and rituals to the dead. Porphyry states that honey was a symbol of death, and for that reason it was usual to offer libations of honey to the divinities of the underworld. In ancient Greek ritual, a tradition of using honey can be found that dates back to prehistoric times when the only intoxicating drink was mead, fermented honey. The Greek historian Plutarch writes, Mead was used as a libation before the cultivation of the vine, and even now, those who do not drink wine have a honey drink. Porphyry also states that ancient sacrifices were for the most part performed with sobriety, in which libations were made with water. Afterwards, however, libations were made with honey, for we first received this liquid prepared for us by the bees. Sober offerings were called nephalia. These nephalia continued to be performed after prehistoric times and even after wine was cultivated. Pausanias writes, Once a month, people offered to the gods, they sacrifice after ancient fashion, for they burn on the altar frankincense together with the wheat, which has been kneaded with honey. Only to the nymphs and to the mistresses do they not pour wine. It is noted that the pitchers that were carried in the procession to Eleusis did not hold wine. 
In the Homeric hymn to Demeter, Demeter also refuses to take wine and creates her own drink called kukeon, which means the concoction or mixture. After drinking the kukeon, the mustai soon felt the profound effects of the Eleusinian mysteries as they made their way into the main temple, which was called the telesterion, or place of initiation. At the telesterion, the mustai would become true initiates into the secret ceremony of the greater mysteries. In the center of the temple, there was a rectangular-shaped stone constructed, known as the anaktoron, which represented a symbolic door to the underworld. Although there is no direct evidence of what these rites entailed, scholars suggest that during the initiation rite, the temple would be shrouded in darkness except for a fire burning on the anakatoron and some torches carried by the priest and priestesses. In a blinding flash of light, the door on the anakatoron would open, revealing the high priest of Eleusis, known as the Hierophant, literally, the one who displays divine things. To the sound of a gong, he would begin summoning Persephone from the underworld. Demeter and Persephone are ritually reunited, and then the Hierophant announces the birth of Persephone's son, Brimos, considered by most scholars to be Dionysus. At the conclusion of the ceremony, the Mustai would perform a libation to the dead. It is said that each initiate filled two vessels known as Plemakoya, facing one to the east and one to the west. They would turn them upside down, pouring the libations into the earth. During this libation, it is probable that the initiate gained a different outlook or perspective concerning the underworld. During the Eleusinian Mysteries, the Mustai learned about the mysteries of rebirth. The Eleusinian Mysteries removed the feeling of terror concerning death and promised a happier fate in the underworld. It is said in the Homeric Hymn to Demeter that the initiates were blessed to have seen what they have seen, and that anyone who dies without being initiated into the Mysteries will have no blessings in the afterlife. The Mysteries never promised the Mustai immortality. However, after being initiated into the Eleusinian Mysteries, death would be reborn and would no longer be a dark thing. In the Eleusinian Mysteries, as Porphyry taught, wrath is considered as a symbol of life and that the life of the soul dies through pleasure. But through bitterness, the soul resumes its life, whence also bitterness is sacrificed to the gods or whether it is because death liberates from molestation, but the present life is laborious and bitter. That is, after the initiation, there was an understanding that all suffering and trials we go through in life can be transformed into something good, something greater. The 5th century Greek writer, Sosimos, called the Eleusinian Mysteries sacred mysteries which hold the whole human race together. Cicero wrote about the important lessons that come from the Eleusinian Mysteries. In his treatise on the laws, he wrote, We have been given a reason, not only to live in joy, but also to die with better hope. Whether we consider the gathering of pollen by bees and the subsequent production of honey within a hive, 
or the communal gathering of initiatic wisdom by the ancients at Eleusis, we observe a powerful symbol for the distillation of spiritual energy. Partaking of this energy is transformative, leading to psychological and spiritual regeneration. The goddess, the priestess, and their sister, the bee, unite as emblems for this vital human activity, one that leaves us pure, ever new, and reborn.